Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers uh, under my new label, the Common Sense MD. Um, I relabeled myself because I realized that that's what we need in medicine these days is just more common sense. Uh, it's a new year, and I hope a better year for most of us than last year. Uh, 2021 hopefully is going to see the end of the coronavirus or the demise of it. And I'm optimistic, uh, of course, with the vaccine coming out. And we've already developed a lot of herd immunity. So many people have already had this. We've treated so much of it. It's unbelievable on an outpatient basis. Um, but the fact still remains that it's peaking around where we live. And, um, you know, it, it certainly hits close to home. Uh, my father-in-law is in the uh, COVID unit in Arkansas right now. Um, and we wish uh, here's a shout out to uh, Papa Tom and um, hoping you're turning the corner. Um, certainly with COVID-19, we've learned so much over the past year. We've been dealing with it for a year now, starting when China first recognized it. And probably we're dealing with it even before then. We just didn't know it. Um, but we have treated in our clinic close to 500 patients, outpatient um, only a couple that I've had to send to the hospital because they got too hypoxic. I was worried that outpatient treatment was getting a little bit risky. But for most people, early treatment, I still believe, is key. Um, you know, this is not a, a disease that you can just tell somebody, just go home if you get worse, go to the ER. It's something that we have a protocol that will hopefully help you prevent you from getting worse and hopefully prevent you from even coming down with symptoms with it. As you know, probably half the people that have COVID have no symptoms at all. Um, the other half that have symptoms, um, you know, 80% of those uh, do real well. It's a very mild illness. 20% um, of those that have symptoms can end up pretty sick with it. Um, so it's definitely... More contagious, more virulent uh, than the flu, and which for some reason we've seen very little of. I just haven't seen a lot of strep or flu uh, for some reason. Um, uh, maybe everybody's getting better about uh, social distancing and hygiene measures, but uh, that's something we're going to learn a lot more about in the next coming years when we finally figure out what worked and what didn't with this. But... Um, I certainly, when I hear somebody has COVID, I want to do something for it and for them. Um, with COVID, we have a little device that I think you should get. If you have COVID or if you even don't have it and want this little handy tool around the house, it's called a pulse oximeter. And how it works is you just put your finger in it and in about four seconds you get a measurement of your pulse and also uh, your oxygen saturation um, oh that's good my pulse is 62 and my o2 sats 99 that's the best it's been in a while so you can monitor that especially if you're if you have covid and you feel pretty good but you want some warning as to when you may not do so well on it. We call those people the happy hypoxic. And what that is, the, a lot of these people that have COVID don't realize they're short of breath. 
and yet their O2 sats are, are going down, which puts them at risk for early pneumonia. Um, and again, with COVID, this virulent virus um, gets into your lungs and causes an inflammatory reaction, can cause it. Why some people have it and others don't, we still don't know all the answers to that. A lot of it may have to do with low vitamin D levels. In fact, we know that. Um, and your ability uh, of your immune system to react and not overreact. So what can happen is you have an overreaction, that cytokine storm that um, inflames your lungs a thousand times more than they need to be um, to fight this, and it becomes your own body uh, becoming its own enemy, and then which can form blood clots and thereby pulmonary embolises, and that can kill you. Um, so it's usually not the viral pneumonia that's killing you. It's the inflammatory reaction, your immune system going haywire. So um, you want to treat early to prevent that cytokine storm. And, of course, what I use is antivirals to make sure they don't replicate a lot, like uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Um, I usually using antibiotic, uh, Zithromax, uh, that's been shown to have antiviral activity as well as antibacterial. Um, I use higher-dose vitamins, C, D, zinc, quercetin. Um, I neutralize some of the stomach acid with Pepsid-AC. I get people off the medicines like Prilosec and Nexium and Meprazole because they're bad with this. They're bad anyway for most cases. Um, I use melatonin which is very helpful as an antiviral. Um, it's not just a sleep medication. Um, and I usually use an aspirin and uh, sometimes some other things. You know, uh, if, I'm, if I'm getting worried about you, of course, I'm going to put you on a steroid, an oral steroid. And if your lungs do become involved, um, I'll use an inhaled nebulized form of budesonide, uh, which is a, an inhaled steroid. And it works very well all the time while monitoring your O2 sat. So when somebody calls us and we'll give you information on how to get treated by our clinic and our, our PAs and myself, then uh, we'll put a little spotlight on that that you can uh, refer to as to the process of going through that. But, you know, we're always there for you. We have this little COVID phone that we use now on the weekends. And, uh, you know, we like to hear from you on a daily basis to see how you're doing until you're out of the woods. Um, there's also a, an interesting new treatment that's available uh, through some hospital systems, systems called monoclonal antibodies. And there's a couple of companies that make this. The problem with them, and, and they're very abundant now, and they're approved for emergency use, but these monoclonal antibodies are man-made proteins that limit the ability of the virus to enter the cells. You know, there's little spikes on the virus particles. They attach to those so they can't enter the cells. The problem with these monoclonal antibodies is you have to get them infused in your vein over about the course of an hour under medical supervision. So a lot of clinics like mine, you know, we, we really can't have COVID patients coming into our clinics. Otherwise, we'd have to shut them down. So... Uh, the hospitals are creating uh, outpatient infusion centers, and I'm pretty sure Ballad Health has this available now. Um, 
And if we treat it early and we think you're at risk for going downhill or you're starting to desat, your oxygen saturation levels are going down, if you have risk factors like morbid obesity, that seems to me to be the main risk factor in doing bad with COVID. Another reason why you need to see us to help you lose weight in the new year. I mean, to me, the major risk factor in people that are dying of COVID-19 are morbid obesity. The second one would probably be low vitamin D levels. I think nine out of 10 people that are hospitalized with COVID have a low vitamin D level. So very important. While we don't tell everybody, just go get on 10,000, five to 10,000 of vitamin D3 now. I don't know. I'm telling you to go do it. Um, along with those other vitamin regimens that we just talked about. If you're over 65 years old, um, if you're a diabetic, type 2 diabetic, if you have kidney disease, heart disease, lung disease, then you're at risk. So, um, you know, early treatment with um, the monoclonal antibodies may be very useful for you. Again, you get sick enough to be put uh, in the hospital with us, they're not going to give them to you. It's too late has to be done on an outpatient basis. So those are some of the early things that uh, are helping people. Um, you know, the, the course of this disease can be really odd. I've seen everywhere from asymptomatic cases to, you know, progressively severe diseases and um, people that just don't get better. And then I've seen people get out of the hospital after spending 10 days there and, uh, you know, they have a lot of extreme fatigue, maybe some cardiopulmonary problems afterwards, what we call the long haulers. They don't get better real quick. They're in for the long haul of recovery. Um, you know, there's an average of about a five-day incubation period as to when you're exposed to the virus and you come down with symptoms. Um, and the thing about this is that there's inflammatory markers you can kind of follow and during the course of this thing, like, uh, of course, your white blood cell count, which is usually lowered, but you can see your differential kind of turn with more your mononucleosides going up uh, and your interleukin 6s and um, your SED rates, your CRPs, um, your inflammatory markers. Uh, uh, of course, I think I mentioned the IL-6. Um, but it's because of a weaker immune system. And, you know, people with a weakened immune system, and being older is probably one of the main reasons that your immune system would be weakened, especially if you're kind of frail and haven't really kept up with, you know, your body. You've developed sar sarcopenia, which is muscle weakness, and uh, you... Um, your nutritional status is not good. Your gut function's not good. You know, this virus can get in your gut as well. Matter of fact, it usually gets in your gut. It's not just spread by respiratory droplets. It can actually get in your gut too, uh, by respiratory uh, uh, virus particles. There's large and there's small. Um, but there's something that is called interferon. And that is a substance in your body that you need a lot of to fight this virus. And as you get older, you produce less of it. And um, you're more likely to get real, um, really sick with this thing. And it's, it's interesting, too. Um, uh, 
about the things that you can do. One is, you know, you have fever for a reason. Fever heats your body up and really increases the amount of interferon in your body. It's kind of your body's, you know, that host defense, your innate immune system, which interferon is a part of. Um, and then you have your adaptive immune system, like your T and B cells that move in. Um, but your interferon and your natural killer cells are part of that innate immune system. Um, and it turns out that having a fever may be your first step in fighting this virus. So unless you get real uncomfortable with it, I wouldn't fight that fever a whole lot, you know, and hopefully it'll disappear within a day or two. But traditionally, through the years of uh, no antibiotics, etc., that's what you use to fight viral and bacterial infections off with your body's own host defense. Um, it's interesting that another little thing you can do if you do test positive and even especially if you start getting a little bit symptomatic besides popping your doses of these vitamins up like 50,000 on the vitamin D you know for five to seven days um, and doubling your C um, you can use heat therapy also by um, the best way would be an infrared sauna um, to heat your body up significantly because what that does is kind of turn your immune system on. It's kind of like your body does with, with uh, fever. So, but if you don't have an infrared sauna, there's other ways to do it like hot towels, uh, a very uh, hot bath, don't burn yourself, but a hot bath. Um, and another cool thing you can do, which we've known that additionally boosts your immune system, is after you get hot and heat your body up like that for 20 minutes, then you get in a cold shower. You know, contrary to popular opinion, being cold or out in cold weather does not cause you to have a cold or a virus. It doesn't cause you to catch anything. As a matter of fact, it does the opposite. Um, so going from a very heated body to cooling it off with uh, a cool shower, something I do a lot, and it really does have a lot to do with boosting your immune system. So there's a lot of things you can do. I hope in 2021 that we've learned a lot of lessons that you can start to get your body into shape, lose weight, start taking the vitamins that you need and supplements, start eating the way you need, start building your immune system up by taking your probiotics, protecting your gut function, um, you know, exercising every day, sweating. That's another reason infrared saunas work for detoxes because you get rid of some of these toxins just by sweating, um, getting out in the sun. You know, I think a lot of the reasons we have low vitamin D, we've scared everybody to death about going in the sun. You know, um, even if you do get skin cancer, which we don't want you to get, but skin cancer is not a killer unless it's a melanoma. Um, so, um, you need to, that's at least get some sun and take your vitamin D3. So I hope this is a great year for you at Performance Medicine. Um, we hope to be able to help you on your journey to getting fit and aging well and keeping that immune system going so that you won't get sick. And if you do get sick, you'll get over it very quickly. Um, I hope you'll reach out to us if you do. Uh, get COVID or have questions about COVID or have family or friends 
that develop COVID and need some help and they're not getting any, uh, please don't hesitate to contact us either through the phone or performancemedicine.net. Here's wishing to a great new year, and um, I'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.